Welcome, everyone, to the Ohabe Torah, Haralebanon, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Kuf Tet Zayin. We will begin on Kuf Tet Bav Amurbet, towards the bottom. The words are Eitve. Uh, we had said before that. We had said before. Okay. We had said before that the words "vayhi bin saw anon." Well, let's go. Actually, we'll start a little further back. Bayimine, bayimine, Rav Huna bar Chaluv mit Rav Nachman. Okay, that would be. The last word on the line is Rav. Okay. It's about 12 lines up. If you have a Sefer Torah that doesn't have enough writing on it to gather 85 letters from it. Kigon, which is similar to the number of letters that there is in the Parashah by Ibn Soazon in Bamidbar, uh, there's a certain area which by even so I don't which has two nuns next to it, right? Remember we spoke mm-hmm. about that then. Yes. So that has 85 letters. Okay. So if you have a sefer Torah which has less than 85 letters, which is equal to the number of letters in that parasha, uh, we want to know matirin oto Can we save it from a fire or not? It has 84 letters. Can it be saved? Amalo. You should really ask. Parshat vayibn Saaron Gufa. What if you have the whole parashat vayibn Saaron? Could you save it? If you have parashat vayibn Saaron and it's missing one letter, of course, you'd be allowed to save it. Because since it has Hashem's name in it. Even though it doesn't have 85 letters, Matin, of course, you can say that. What's the question? If it has less than 85 letters, and assuming also, of course, that there's no Yud Kevav, because they know Hashem's name, could you save it or not? Mine. So Rav Nachman answered, and Matin, you cannot save it. Even with Hashem's name. No, without Hashem's name and less and 80, than and 80, 80, 84, 84 letters. letters. You can't yeah. say it. So. so they asked a question about that ruling. Okay. Now listen to this Brighta. The Brighta says, if you have an Aramaic thing that's written in Hebrew, or Mikra, or a Hebrew thing, was written in Aramaic, or you have a parasha that's written in the Ivrit script, in all these cases, you could save it from the fire. Of course, you could save the Targum that you find in Ezra. Okay. In, uh, in the, the book of Ezra, a lot of it is written in Aramaic. So he's saying, of course, if you have the, the, the Aramaic portions of Ezra, you can be able to say that. The Aramaic portions of Sefer Daniel also, and the Aramaic portions of a Torah, you could save. 
Now, we're going to focus on the Torah part. Why did we say about the Aramaic last time? What was the reason? It has Aramaic, you could save it? We're telling you that the, the, these books, the, the books of Daniel, the actual sefer has Aramaic. Right. There's some in Aramaic. And therefore, since it's in Aramaic, it's holy because it's part of the regular books. And of course, you can take it to the fire. Okay. Now, we, we're going we're gonna to focus in a second on the fact that there's to, the, the Torah part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to see. That's going to be the, the challenge to the 84 ruling. Again, the, the ruling that we're about to challenge is Rav Nachman's ruling. That 84 letters without Hashem's name, without Hashem's name, cannot be saved. Right. We're going to challenge that from this point. We're going right. to, let's just finish the bracha first. Okay. Now, Targum Where do you see any? We mentioned that one of the things you could say is Daniel is that or Torah that's in Aramaic. Now, in the Sefer Torah, there's almost no Aramaic. It's right. almost all Hashem Kodesh. Right. There's actually only two words of Aramaic. What are they? The two words of Aramaic in every Sefer Torah are Yigar Shahadutah which is the word that Lavan, the name that Lavan called to the pile of stones that Yaakov made. You mentioned this last yes, night. Yes, Yaakov called it Galed, mm-hmm. and he called it Yigar Shahaduta, which is the Aramaic translation of that. Right. And those words are in every separate Right. Okay. It doesn't have 85 letters in it, and we said that if, if you have a sefer that has those the, 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 the targum of the Torah, you could say that's right. only like 10 letters. Right. And yet you're saving it. Correct. Do you see that less than 85 without Hashem's name is dead? You can, now you can you save can it. You can save it. Right. And that was a brighter. Right. And Rav Nachman's not authorized to argue on a brighter. Right. So Rav Nachman answers, Kitanya hahi lehashlim. When you saw the brighter, the brighter doesn't mean that you only have those words in different. It meant if you have 80 letters and some you have also Yigar Shahaduta, and if you add those letters in, it'll equal 90. But you might say, hey, but it's Aramaic. Could I add Aramaic letters? To that, if we're saying you could, that, that those letters count, you could save it. We weren't saying it was only those letters, we're saying the Hashlim. That these letters could complete it to take it over the 85 mark. Right. We weren't saying that that's the only thing that. that you, he's saying you misunderstood that right there. Right. That right there wasn't only about a, a case of only eight, eight, only eight letters or whatever eight, you guys whatever it is, right. right. It's talking about 80 plus this. Plus, plus, the, this, plus the Aramaic plus, word. Plus the Aramaic word to take right. it over. Right. And therefore it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the other rabbi will disagree with that, right. but we, we both have our way to get out of the right there. You can't prove me wrong from this right there. Right. Next. Okay. Ibailu. When we said 85 letters, are they spread out or are they all in one spot? Rav Huna says they have to be in one spot. Rav Chista Amar, I feel even if they're spread out. Okay? I ask a question. It says, if you have a Sefer Torah, they got worn out. If you can gather 85 letters, keep going, Prashat, but you can saw it on, like what saw it on, not you can save it. Right? Now, that's the question. Because the words lilakit sounds like you're gathering it spread out, which fit very good, like Rahuna. But Rav Chista, who says that's in one spot, he's gonna, have, he's gonna be hard pressed to explain this. Mm-hmm. So, well, Chista will explain it. 
Aliba de Rabuna Betevot. He's going to explain it that it's talking about Tevot in words. Okay? Which means that the yes, the letters are not spread out all over, but the words are spread out all over. Okay? Mm-hmm. The letters are not spread out all over, but the words are. Mm-hmm. Right. Good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanu Rabbanan. We learn to the right. Now, once we mention this business of Ahib and Soharon, which is that parasha we're talking about. This parasha Hashem made a siman on top and the bottom. We know this is the backward nuns in the Sefer Torah. Mm-hmm. We all have that in the Sefer Torah. Right. Okay? Yep. Now, Lomad, what's the point of those things? Lomar to teach you that Kufted, we are now on the top of Kufted Zayin Amud. Right? Lomar teach you, She'en Zemikuma, teach you that this is not the right spot. And the Biomed, which means that really this shouldn't be here. We put it here for another reason. And the Nuns are indicating that this doesn't belong here. It's just stuffed in there for another reason. The Biomed, Lomin Hashem Huzeh. Rabbi disagrees with the previous statement. The previous statement says the nuns are there to show you that it shouldn't be here, that this is an out-of-place portion. Rabbi says the nuns are there to show you that this is its own sefer. And there's chumash bereshit, chumash shemot, Chumash Vayikra, Chumash Bamidbar up to here, Chumash Vayibin Toharon, Chumash Bamidbar after here, mm-hmm. and Chumash Tevani, which equals seven. Right. right? We went from five Chumashim to Kretz. So the Rebbe says those noons are not there to tell you it's out of place. Mm-hmm. They're there to tell you it's its own Chumash. Good. Okay. And before and after is no Chumash. Good? That's why we got seven books instead of five. That's why there's seven. That's what, according to him, it's right, according to him. Mm. Now, Kiman Azla, Hadam Rishmon Like, which rabbi does it go, the following statement of Rishmon Ben Nachman? I'm going to be Hatzva Amuda Shiva, Elu Shiva Sefret Torah. When the Pasuk says, Hatzva Amuda Shiva, she she has carved out seven pillars. Talking about Chokhmah. Uh, the Chokhmah has carved out seven pillars. Who's that going like? Elu and then the, the Brighter says Elu Shiva Torah. Not the Brighter. The statement of Rishlo by Nachman. It says that when the Basuk says that it carved out seven pillars, it's referring to the seven books of the Torah. Kiman, who does that go like? Kirebi. It goes like Rebbe, right. who says it says seven. According to the first Rebbe, it's not seven. Right. Okay. Now, Man So we had a Tanakama who was arguing, saying that the reason why the nuns are there are in order to to, uh, to tell you that they're not in the wrong spot. Right. Who is that? So tomorrow's going to answer. That must be Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. How do we know? The Tanya because we learned in the Brayta. Rabban Shimon we have never met. Atida parshuzu tiaker mikan yekatev b'koma. Rashbag says one day in the future. Hashem is going to change the Torah 
and move this parasha back to where it should have been. Okay? So then why did Hashem put it over here? In order to separate between the first troubles and the second troubles. So there's a trouble before it. There's a trouble after it. And Hashem has these parentheses sticking it in here to separate between trouble and trouble. But really, one day Hashem is going to put it back. No more trouble. Now, you're asking an interesting question. Why will Hashem ever put it back if the trouble is still going to be there? Mashiach is going to come, and it's going to be no more trouble, so it's back to... And maybe, maybe when Mashiach comes, the, the troubles are going to be not as big a problem. Right. Right. Okay, could be. Something so it sounds like, like, as Rashi sounds like. Yeah. Okay. So let's think about that. What is the second trouble? That's when the Jews were complaining in the last week, two weeks ago. Parasha. What was the first trouble? That they left the mountain of Hashem. They, they, right away, they left Hashem. They left following Hashem's path. They weren't following Hashem's path anymore. So where should this really be? Where is it going to go back to when Mashiach comes according to Rashbag? It's in Pashat and Midbar when we discuss the Digalim, the, the banners of the Jewish people. Okay? The, the flags. Okay. Mara wants a question now. We're back to the saving on Shabbat. Ibailahu. Hagilionin If you have a blank cloth of a Sefer Torah, can you save that from a fire or not? Kashma will bring a proof. Sefer Torah Shabbat. If you have a Sefer Torah that got worn out, if it has eighty-five letters, you won't pursue Rebbe Saron. We said, then Matzilin. Why not? But there's no, there's no holiness to it without the letters on it. You said a blank one. Is that what you said? A blank one. Nothing. No letters on it. Mm-hmm. So why would there's no holiness to it? Okay. So what? You know. Why would you need to save it? That's my question. There is something here that we're talking about a case where you have a big, big class. You wrote a separate thing on it, and you had some extra class at the end. So you sliced it off afterwards. So it was part of a separate class, and now you cut it off. Okay. Okay. Could you save it? So now we're bringing a proof. We're saying, if it's true that you could save it, then why did we have the other thing with the 85 letters? And we say we're counting letters. Forget the letters. Save it because it's got some, it's got right. some glass. Right. Okay. It was part of. Right. Yeah, it was part, it was of, part of it. Right. Moses, no. Bala shanu. It's different if it got worn out. The 85 letter one was a worn out one. Worn out ones are not as holy. This. You might have thought that since it's part of a real holy one and was just cut off of a real holy one, you might have thought that it's better, and that's why we have this question. Right. Okay? But, it's, but according to the... We didn't give an answer. Oh, okay. We, we, we're still answering. We're explaining right. that you're trying to get out of it with the 85 letter thing. <laughs> the 85 letters are worn out one. Right. We're talking about unworn out, and therefore right. don't bring this up. Right. Okay. Let it Okay. Tashma, I bring another proof. Sefer Torah Shinim Chak, Sefer Torah, they got erased. 
אם יש בריכות 85 אותיות, כל גיון בשעות מנהיג בתואר הלום, מתאים עם אלמה ואין מזריק מהמים. כן, אבל משום גיון, אני אגיד קדש Because it only got holy because of what was written on it. Azal ketav, azalek nushra. Once the writing is gone, it's gone. Here you go, man. Shalomala v'shalomata sheben parashah l'parashah, sheben daf v'daf, shebetchilah ha-sever, shebetsof ha-sever. If you have the extra pieces on the side or the, or the left of it, all those things that we're talking about, maybe those are okay. Mercy. The table claim is from the who? Right? Which means when you have the 85 letters, right? Mm-hmm. So it also has these sides to it too. Right. So yes, the part of the, the part of the Sefer Torah has erased letters that might not be holy. But it has a part that wasn't erased. So what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Well, it says, no. The guy is Vishadi. When we're talking about an erased part, we're talking about a Sefer Torah where they had sliced out all the non-erased parts. And therefore, since it's an only erased one, that's why it's not holy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Tashma, next proof. It says, Hagilyonim shel mala v'shel mata. If you have the blank portions on top and on bottom, right? Shibin parashalash, parashalashimin dapudap, shibitiklata sefesh, mishukasever, Right? It says that all these portions can make your hands tamit. Now, the rabbis made a gizirah that if you touch a sefer Torah, your hands become tamit. And they were afraid that people would store their tirumah in the Anon Kodesh. And mice will come and eat it. And they'll also eat away at the sefer. So that in order to avoid people putting their tirumah next to the sefer Torah, they, made, they said that there's a tumah in the sefer Torah. Touch goes to your hands. Now, regarding that, the rabbis say that even if you touch the sides of the sefer, which there's no writing on, it still makes you tamit. So you see that the sides... But that's why we don't touch it today? We're not yes, really, we yes, don't really yes, 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 yes. Right? So the sides, you see that the sides still have kedusha. Right. Because if you touch the sides, you still have to wash your hands. Right. So now we see that there's holiness that you be able to save it because of that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, no... Dilma Aga Septorashani. Maybe it's not true. Maybe the reason why the sides have Kidusha over there is because it's also Septorah with it. But if there's no Septorah, maybe not. Tashma, another try to approve. Hagilyonim Visaplaminim. If you have blank portions or you have books that were written by a Jew who is a mean, he's a Christian. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't save them. Then they're, they, you, you burn them where they are, let them burn them and all the Hashem's names in them. My love, give him the Sefer Torah. Doesn't mean when it says blank portion, what does it mean? Sefer Torah. Well, it says, no, that's not a proof. That's talking about the sides 
of the sefer that was written by the guy, bad guy. Of right. course, so we can burn this, we burn that also. Right. Okay. Mar says, "Hash the sefreg minim gufayu en matzim gilurim bebayis." Why would we have to tell you that you can burn the outside of it? Of course, if you burn the actual sefer, what do you have to tell me burn the outside of it, right? Because how can come up? What the Gemara is saying that the sefer of Amin is like the blank portions, and therefore, therefore, we're telling you that you're allowed to leave it there. Over here, when you see the blank portions, it's saying blank portions, yani, an unwritten cloth. So we're saying the sefer of Amin, right? He wrote a whole sefer to that has the same sanctity as a blank cup that no one ever touched, which, of course, you know how to say. Okay? Okay. And we, did, we, we never really answered our question yet, which was the question of what happened with the side of, uh, of a sefer that was holy. Right. Okay. Gufa. Once we mentioned the brighter about the minim, we're going to mention it now. This is the actual brighter. Okay. Hagurinim, the blank portions, which we just explained means a blank cup that no one touched. The sefer minim, and a sefer of amin, and matinotam You can't save it from the fire. Rabbi Yossi Omer, v'chol koder et azkarot shebehen v'gonez v'ashan sofim. Rabbi Yossi says, if it's a weekday, cut out Hashem's names and hide them. And the rest of it, you're supposed to burn. Okay? So if you have a sefer to my amin, and there's a fire, you cut out the rest and you burn the rest. Okay. Amar of Karpon. Ekbech et benai. Shim yavo liadi. Shani esopotam. Praise the Lord. He says, I would, he means, he means, I swear that I should bury my sons if, right, if these things ever come to me and I burn them together with it. Which means, Shafil adam rodep ahalab lahorgo. Even if someone's running after him to kill him, or you have a snake running to bite him, he goes into a house of idolatry to save himself. But he won't enter into these houses. So he's telling you that this rabbi is saying, Rabbi Tarifun is saying, I would burn them with the names. Forget cut out the names. I'll burn them with the names. Why? The name yes. Because the, 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 these uh, early Christians, mm-hmm. right, who didn't believe in Torah, not only do they do, they do idol worshipers, they know who God is, and they still go against him. The Goyimites is at least they don't know anything. People just idol worship their Buddhists. They don't know anything. These Christians are worse than the way. can't be happy if you burn them. Right. That's what he said. Just like by Sota. To make Shalom, they, burn, they, they raise the Shem's name. Halalu, these guys. These people who cause trouble between Yisrael and the father and Shemaim. Of course, you should burn this effort because these guys, of course, are machlokit. Right. Burn it. Those who hate you, Hashem, I hate. 
and they, those who fight with you, I fight with them. I hate them completely, and they're my enemies. These type of guys. Mm-hmm. <coughs> now, by the way, here we're talking about, but when we're talking about these bad guys, we're talking about the original Christians who uh, used to be Jewish. Nowadays, they're not like that. Right. The original Jewish people who went off, they went off and started these things, guys. those guys were the problems. Just like you can't save the Torah scrolls from the fire. Just like you can't save the scrolls from the fire, so too you can't save it from a building that's falling or from water or from anything that's destroying Okay? The books of Be'avdan. Okay? Can you save them from a fire? Or can't you save them from a fire? Now, these are philosophy books. Okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. So he says, In vilav Sometimes say yes, sometimes no, he wasn't sure. Rab lo azil lebe'avdan. Rab would not go to be'avdan. Koskin lebe'nitzrafi. He definitely would go to be'nitzrafi. Shmuel lebe'nitzrafi lo azal. Be'avdan azal. He would go to be'avdan, not, not be'nitzrafi. These are places where it was not. A, they used to have debates. Okay. Rashi says that the rabbis were worried that if they go there and the guys lose the debate, they might kill them. Okay. Amulei told Rava, "My time alone, I can't be Avdan. Why don't you go be Avdan?" Amulei, "Dikla planya ike be urcha be kashlu." He says, "There's a very, very, there's a palm tree on the way there, and it's hard for me to walk there." So they said, "Naakre, okay, no, we'll get rid of the tree, so you can go there." Duch de kashli, he says, "The place where it was is going to be hard for me to pass because there's a hole there." Basically, uh, he's trying to get out of it because he don't want to go there. He don't want to go there. Okay. More by Rabbi Yosef Amar. Ana minayu azal. Velo mestafi minayu. I like these guys. And I'll kill them. Sim lechada azil ba'il asikuda. One time he went there and they tried to kill him. Okay. Ima shalom. Dibitu dibri azar. There was a philosopher that was in her neighborhood. Okay. They said that he doesn't he doesn't take bribes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Goy doesn't take bribes is a hard thing to buy. Right? They wanted to, to, to show that he wasn't real because people were respecting them and there's a problem because they respect them, they might learn from them. Right. So she brought him a golden lamp as a bribe and she went in front of him. She told the judge, I want to get a share in my father's estate. Now, girls, 
Don't get a portion. All right. Huh? Amalu. So he said, Logo, split it. Amalu. So I glanced at him. It says in our Torah that if, if there's a son, the daughter doesn't get anything. So he told him, And did it all right, Moshe. Now that you got kicked out of your land, you don't have any more law of Moshe Rabbeinu, and now you have other ones. It says in that book that. Uh, the son and the daughter equally split the inheritance. The next day, Rabbi brought the guy a donkey. So he said, If you go to the end of the new book, it says, <laughs> so he he quoted the book where it says that in the book he didn't come to add any of the laws. Now uh, this item is actually important. We're we're just coming to um, we're just coming to we, we I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And it says in the Torah that when there's a son, the daughter can't have anything. So the day before, he had said, oh, if there's a daughter, they're equal. Then he says, well, but there's a different pasuk in our Torah, which says that we don't want to add to the Torah. So therefore, she doesn't get anything. Right. So the sister says, she says, wow, let your, let your light shine like the lamp. Because she had given the golden lamp. Right. Right. So, Rabbi told him, I think a donkey came and kicked over your lamp. <laughs> they wanted to show that he's, 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 all, he's full of it. Right. Okay. Exactly. Or, now, but now we're at the two dots. We're ready for the Mishnah. Why don't we read from these things? Why don't we read from the Sepharim like Sefer of Kitubim? Because we're afraid people won't come to the shul to hear the Torah. Rav says, Lo That's only Asur when they have a Bet Midrash. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which is before the meal of the day when they had the, the shul. Then you're allowed to read. Shmuel says you can never do it. And is that show? In Adai, they would always read a, 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 a perek of Kitubim on Mincha and Shabbat. So obviously he lets read Kitubim in his town. Rather, say it like this. Rav says, it's only Asur in the Bet Madash. According, you could read. Whether you're in the shul or whether not in the shul, but if you're in the, if it's the time of the shul, you can't read it. So you can always read. Therefore, that's why you're allowed to read. 
ואז לשמור את האמן, כי מרזי פסק סיסו את הכתובים, מנחת איזה שבתא, קוטי נהרדאי, they would read כתובים during מנחה, which is not during time of בית מדרש. says the Gemara, Rav Ashi Amar, Rav Ashi claims the following. Really, we're going to say it the first word. That Shmuel says, you're never allowed to have anything all that. The Shmuel goes like Rechemia. The Shmuel goes like Rechemia. The Tanya goes like Rechemia. Even though we say, Kitve Kodesh, and Korim Behem, you're not allowed to read, Aval Shonin Behem, Vidoshim Behem, but you could study them. You can't read them, but you could study them, and you could make a dirasha. And if you need to look up a pasuk, you could look it up. Why can't we look at this? Why can't we look at this? Why can't we look at this? The only reason why you can't do it is that they don't want you to read ordinary documents. Right? Um, and according to that, you're not allowed to read it at all, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's what Shmuel had said his, his thing. But really, Shmuel held like the Mishnah, and therefore, as long as people are, people are doing it in the at a time when there's no bet midrash, he left. Okay, beautiful. Now let's let's go, let's do the Mishnah quickly because we really got to get to the next thing. Um, I don't think we get that far though. Maybe we'll just do the Mishnah, and we'll do the next page. We'll do the next page tomorrow. Okay. Says the Mishnah, You could save the tik, the case of the tefillin with the sefer. You could save the container of the tefillin with the tefillin. Even though there's money inside, you still allowed to do it. You can take it out to a mavui, which is not open. Now, we're explaining like this. Normally, you're not allowed to carry into a mavui because we're, even though it's a private property, we're afraid that it looks like you're going to a public property. It's more public than your house, right? But over here... Give me an example. Like, what's the example of it? A mavui... Is a uh, area. There's a chaser that opens into mavui. So the way it used to work in the old days, you'd have three houses opening into one courtyard, one common courtyard that was shared property. It's called a chaser. Okay. Okay. And from the and every every chaser would open up three chasers would open up into a mavui, which would go from then to the public property. Right. Okay. okay. Now the rabbis made a gizah not to carry into a mavui because we're afraid that since it looks more public. You might say, well, what's the difference if I carry from my house to my boy or carry from my boy to public right. property, which is not true. And all yeah. of a sudden you're right. Now, but you're allowed to carry to my boy that's not open mm-hmm. and other, and that's even to an open one. Okay. We'll stop here. Present the shame tomorrow. Beautiful. For the rest.